the way maker. Yes, he's a way maker. Promise keeper. Yes, he's a promise keeper. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. He's a way maker. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. He is there. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God, for giving us this blessed morning. We're asking in Jesus' name, Lord, that you will come into our hearts and open up our minds and our spirit and allow us to absorb this word today and put it in application. Lord, we thank you for the gift of life and the gift of salvation, Father. Father, as we breathe the breath of life this morning, we say thank you. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen this morning. Thank you, Lord. We want to talk about life is a relay today. Life is a relay. And I assume that everyone in the house today knows and all the listening audience knows that what a relay is. Like a race where we go so far and then we pass the baton off and Someone else has to help us in that area of that race. I want us to go to Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verses 1 and 2, to start with. Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verses 1 and 2. Amen? Amen. Say amen when you get there. Should be up on the monitor today. Thank God. <clears throat> Word of the Lord says, Wherefore seeing also, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. It says, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets us and let us run this with patience the race that is set before us patience here means let us run with continuing endurance amen Amen. we have to understand that every weight as we've said before every weight is not a sin but every sin carries a weight. Do you agree with that? Listen to what God is saying. Every weight is not a sin. There are some weights in life that's not a sin. But every sin carries a weight with it. Amen? And we all know that sin always takes us further than we want to go. But verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the beginning and the end of it. For who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Talking about that patience, continuing endurance. He despising the shame. Yes, he hated the shame of it. And is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hmm. We're talking about life being a relay. 
Let's go to Exodus 17, verses 11 and verses 12. Exodus 17, verses 11 and verses 12. Can I get it up on the board, I mean on the monitor, please? It says, and it came to pass that when Moses held up his hand, Moses is the deliverer, as he held up his hand, that spirit of deliverance, that Israel prevailed. Israel is the soul that is saved that shall rule like God. That's what Israel means, he who shall rule like God. But notice when the Moses, who is the spirit of deliverance, when it held up its hand, its power, that it's been extended to him, that Israel prevailed. That's us. But when he let down his hand, then Amalek prevailed. Amalek is the dweller that's in the valley. See, that when we are weary, that's why the Bible tells us not to get weary in our well-doing, because, you see, we all get tired sometimes, right? And we all need help sometime, right? <clears throat> That's that relay. When his hand was so tired that he got weary, fell down, that dweller that's down there in that valley, notice what he did. He prevailed. So that's why it's so important to run this race with a patience of enduring strength because sometimes that spirit of deliverance in us, it becomes weary because of the flesh. And when it does, we don't do so well in life. Am I right about it? That's when we find ourselves needing a little bit of help. Because we've got to remember that Amalek, he's always down there dwelling in the valley, in that low spot in your life. He's always there in an attempt to get us down on his level. Once he gets us down in that valley, we're in trouble. Next verse, please. Next verse. Now, God is telling us in Exodus, the 17th chapter, Verses 12, let me go there. Exodus 17, verses 12 tells us that, And Moses' hands were heavy. That means he was tired, correct? But here's the relay. And they took a stone. That means he had some help. That's the relay right there. See, See, when we get tired and weary... When that spirit of deliverance that God has given us, put it up there on the monitor, please. When it, when, it, when it becomes heavy, it becomes weary, you see, that's where that relay comes in at they. God always has a ram in the bush for us to help us. Now, it says that they took a stone. That stone is a certain type of thought. It represents the word of God. And they put it under him. How many of y'all know that the word of God will prop you up? Amen? Amen. All right. They took that stone, that word, because the Bible says uh, uh, in the New Testament that, uh, uh, let's see what that scripture is in the New Testament. It's in, It's in Matthew 16, 18. In Matthew 16, 18, it talks about, he said, now, Peter, you're a Cephas, and Cephas means a rock. And he says, upon this church, upon this rock, which is a stone, he said, I'll build my church. Amen? Amen. Okay. Now, this stone that the church is built on is Christ, who is the word of God. Amen? Amen? Well, they took that word... Because you got to understand, Joshua was down low. And we're going to get to that in a minute. Joshua was down low. And he was fighting with Amalek and his crew. 
And the word of God says in verse 12 that Moses' hand became heavy because as long as we can hold that spirit of deliverance up in us, as long as we're in our higher self, church, we can do what's necessary to do to win this war. Amen? But when we find ourselves tired, faint, that's why resting is so important. Eating right is so important. See, all these things helps us to stay strong in that deliverance power. He says Moses' hands was heavy and they took the stone, they being that relay, and put it under him and he sat thereon. And Aaron, who is the brightness of God, and Ur stayed up his hands. In other words, they helped him up. Ur means down in the hole. See, I'm going to tell you something, church. When the power of God in you becomes faint through our weariness, not through God's weariness, but through ours, we're going to need somebody to be down there in the hole with us when we're down there messing with Amalek. And Amalek is tapping on our head. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we got two things going on here. We've got the spirit of deliverance that's in us holding up that power and doing the fighting with Joshua down low. Joshua being the Savior. That's what Joshua means. Savior. He's a type of Jesus Christ. Moses, when he's tired and his arms, his hands, or Lord, they come to help him. That's that relay. That's the relay right there. See, we all need some help in our times of disaster, in our times of trouble, in our times of being worn out by this old world. We all need some help. No man is an island unto himself, correct? Now, we go on here and we see that they were on each side of him and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And verse 13 goes on and say, and Joshua, he discomfited. Mm-hmm. He discomforted Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Well, we all know that the sword is the word of God because Hebrews tells us that the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword, right? So if we're going to defeat the devil, how we got to defeat him? With the word, right? We've got to know how to use the word, which is the sword, right? That's how Jesus dealt with the enemy in the wilderness. He dealt with him because he knew how to use the sword. You see, knowledge of the Bible is not power. It's the application of it. That's where the power is. If See, a lot of us know the word, but we're not exercising it. Right. We just come to church, and then we're going back out, and, and we're not really exercising this thing. But, but, but we got to think this thing through. We got to think it through. Church, let me tell you something right now. We're in a time where faking just ain't going to make it. God is taking people up out of this world. God is having people incarcerated. God is putting people on their sick bed. How many of y'all know God is tired of us? See, God has a tolerance. And we've been preaching to you, and we've been preaching to you, and we've been preaching to you, and we're still going to be preaching to you that it's time that we have got to do what's necessary to be done in order for us to make it through this thing because God ain't playing with us anymore. He's simply not playing church with us anymore. So what's going to happen is, and what is happening, is the stragglers are being left behind. And that same character, that dweller in the valley, Amalek, is knocking off the stragglers. It's written in the Bible. He said, I remember what Amalek did to Israel, that's God saying. I remember what he did to Israel when they were coming up out of Egypt and how they got, some of them got weary and, and, and some of them became falling behind, straggling. 
by the way. And see, once you get out of the way and start staggering by the way, that's when Amalek snatches. That's that dweller. See, see, as long as you're in the way, your hands of deliverance are up, and you're able to do what's necessary to be done to handle Amalek. But soon, if you don't have somebody on your side when you're going through, Amalek going to get you, and he'll get me too. And we've all experienced it in life. There's no way around it. So God goes on here, and, and, and in verse 14, he says, Exodus 14, verses, uh, chapter 17, verse 14 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, the Lord said this, Write this for a memorial in the book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly, that means I'm going to put him out of the way for good, put out the remembrance of Amalek from under the heavens. In other words, the Lord is removing Amalek so that we ourselves are not even going to be bothered with him no more. Those of us who allow ourselves to utilize this word of God and run this relay of life with one another. That's why the Bible says that we need to be in the same mind. Be of one mind. When you're around a group of people and they're not in the same mindset of everybody else, how, do you not know that that can disrupt the coordinates of what it is that we're trying to do as a team? It's just like playing music there. If one of them is out, it's the whole thing is out. Am I right about that? Everything got to be on one accord, right? Well, that's, it's the same way with the church as a whole. We've got to learn to be on one accord with one another. I thank God for House of Destiny. I thank God for House of Destiny because we don't allow no clicks. We don't allow no bull jab up in here. We deal with things. And we allow the word of God, the people that come through that door, to be safe and feel safe. And not have to worry about foolishness. God is removing things out of our life, people. He's removing Amalek and the remembrance of him. He said, now I want you to write this thing in a book. We're that book. And God is setting up a memorial inside of us to let us know and remember who God is, what God is, and what God has done in our life and continues to do in our life. Amen? Amen. We're not doing this thing on our own. We're not getting up in the morning on our own. We're not going on these jobs on our own. See, all this stuff belongs to God, see. And I keep telling you and I keep telling you because I don't want you to lose what God, neither do I want myself to lose what God has given us. Verse 15 says, And Moses built an altar, a place of sacrifice. There's some sacrifices that have to be made and call the name of it Jehovah Nisi, which is the banner of God. I want you to go with me to Isaiah 59, verses 19. <coughs> Put it up on the money. Isaiah 59, verses 19. Amen? Amen? Give me that up on the money, son. Anyway, the Bible says that so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. That means inward and outwardly, okay? When the enemy, watch this, when the enemy, Amalek, shall come in like a flood, mm-hmm, not me, not you, but the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a Jehovah Nisi, a standard, a flag, a banner against him. So whatever it is that we're going through on individual basis or collective basis and stuff, God said, I got that. He says that the Lord will be the one that's going to lift up a standard, a banner, a Jehovah Nisi. God is going to do that when the enemy comes in like a flood on you. You know how the enemy does sometimes when we come, when it floods us and we don't know what to do. God said, I'm going to lift up this standard. Not you. Because when we try to do it, guess what? Our hands are going to fall down. And Amalek's going to tear us up because we are no match for that dweller 
that's down there in the valley. Amen. Am I making sense up in here? I want you to understand what we're talking about up in here today. See, I ain't come here to holler and do all that stuff. I don't do that. I come here to give you a word from God Almighty from above. Amen. Do you agree with that? I don't come here to have church. I come here for us to be the church. It's a big difference. I don't come here to entertain you. I ain't into entertainment. I'm into eternal life. Your souls are at stake. We got a man sitting over there in jail now facing probably 10 or 20 years because he's hard-headed. Because he's hard-headed. Well, we tried to do everything that we could. Used to be here with his wife. Couldn't tell him nothing. Thought he knew it all. And then God stepped in. Let me tell you something, church. It's better for you to stop yourself than somebody else to stop you. Did you hear what I said? I say it's better for you to stop yourself than for somebody else to have to stop you. Because you probably won't like it when somebody else has to stop you because they really don't care nothing about you. At least when you stop yourself, you care something about yourself. Amen? Hopefully anyway. Amen. So God's word goes on and says that now this enemy, when he come in on you, I'm going to be the one to set this standard up. Talking about a relay. So when Aaron, which is the brightness of God, mm-hmm, and Ur, which is down in the hole, when they lifted up and propped up, Moses' hand, the spirit of deliverance, when the brightness of God and the spirit that's down in the hole fighting with Amalek, when it props us up, that's that relay. When we get too tired to do it our own, God steps in. He sends his brightness, the priesthood, Aaron. And he sends that spirit that's able to go down and deal with that Amalek spirit down in the hole. In other words, the worst thing that we can do on our own, because this is what the enemy always tries to get us to do, the Philistines and all of them, it tries to get us to come from off our high place down on its level. Amen. The world tries to get you down there on its level. When it gets you down there on its level, it's going to roll you in the dirt. That's what the Philistine means, rolling in the dust. We are made out of the dust of the ground. And when we start rolling around in the flesh, we're done for. Amen? Amen? Let's go to I'm not going to be with you long. Got another day? We're going to hit you, and we're going to get on out of here. But we're going to hit you with something you can take with you because you need to meditate on this word both day and night. Not just on Sunday. All day, through the day, every day. Your recovery plan has to be in order at all times, people. Not just on today. Amen? He told us to abide in him and his word abide in us. Second Samuel, the 21st chapter. Can I get it on the monitor this time? Second Samuel, 21, verses 15 through 17. Amen? Amen. Mm-hmm. Look what the word says. Moreover, the Philistine, see, that's another form of that Amalek. Philistine means rolling in the dust. You know how sometimes we roll in our flesh? Look what that'll do to you. Moreover, the Philistines had yet war when? Again. With who? Somebody say us. There's always going to be a war between the spirit and the flesh. Amen. Daddy, again and again and again and again and again. Uh-huh. All right now. Come on with it. And David, look here. David is the soul that's beloved of God. That's your saved soul. That's the David in you. Amen. Watch what he did. He went where? Make big mistake. Big mistake. Went down. 
and his servants with him and fought against the Philistines. And look what happened to David when he went down. He waxed what? He became weak. Next verse. He became weak. And Ishbibinod, uh-huh, which was of the sons of the giant, the weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass in weight, he was fighting a big demon. And he being girded with a new sword, uh-huh, he thought to have slain David. See, David almost got killed right there. This big old boy, this big demon was seeking to take David out. Now remember, David is your soul that's been saved. How many times have that stronghold tried to, thought that it had you? Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Y'all don't play with me up here. Because, boy, I'm going to tell you something. These are revelations from God. These are spiritual revelations. This is not church. No, no, no. This here is the real deal. Say, this old joker had him a new sword. He had a new word. How many times have the devil come with us with a new word? It's same word, but it's just in a new dress. And then you find, yeah. And then you find out this thing ain't, I've seen this spirit before. But now you're caught up in it. And it thought to have slain David. Next verse, please. Now, once it thought to have slain David, next verse, please. I guess you're having problems back there. He thought to have slain David is what he did. Where am I? 2 Samuel 21. Did they get it up there yet? I might need to check them back there and find out what's going on. They might be them fell off the wagon. I don't know. Second Samuel 21, verses 15 through. And Ishbanad, now verse 16 says, And Ishbanad, this guy was a giant. And he thought that he had slain David. Mm-hmm. Now what he thought. Now, this word, Ishbibinod, means taking captive. Do you not know that them strongholds in us want to take us captive? And it thought that it had taken David captive. But in verse 17 it says, but Abishah, here comes the relay. But Abishah, the son of Zuriah secured him. He smote the Philistine and killed him. Then the men of David swore unto him, saying, You can't go out and fight no more. You're too old, and you don't need to go out no more with us into battle. See, some new things got to come grow in us because we're facing bigger giants. And we're facing those different giants in the same old mindset. We're going to get taken down every time. But thank God for a relay. Somebody say relay. Because Abishah here was the one that took up the relay. Didn't he not step in? Did he, the same way Er. And Aaron stepped in to help Moses the same way Abishah stepped in to help David. And I've already given you the spiritual implications of this. Go back. It's on Facebook Live. You know, just don't go home. Go home and see what God is saying. Take some time out to meditate on this word and get this thing down in you. Don't just come up in here and then call anybody know when you're in school, that if you don't go home and refresh that, it's going to be gone. The majority of it. And then you get hit in the head with test time, Mm -hmm. and you fail. The Bible says, study and make yourself approved of God. That's what it says. 
So Abishah was what we call the relay here. Amen? Are y'all following? Got one more place to go. We're doing good. Giving you a lot real quick. So it won't be complicated. None of that. It's just common sense and a revelation from the word of God. Ain't somebody pulling something out the air looking stupid. Let's go to Matthew, the 27th chapter. Matthew, 27. It's the last section. We're talking about relay. How many of y'all know even Jesus had to have a relay? Even Jesus needed help. Amen? Yeah, let's see it in the Bible. I don't want nobody to think that. This old boy up here don't be knowing what's in this word. Y'all know better than that anyway. If you don't, where you been? It says in verse 24, when Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing because Pilate was really trying to spring Jesus. Y'all know that, don't you? He didn't want to kill Jesus. You know who killed Jesus? It wasn't the Romans. The Romans carried it out. But you know who killed Jesus? Church folk. Same one that was hollering, Hosanna, Hosanna to the highest. Oh, 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 days later, they ready to kill him. Crucify him, they <laughs> Church folk. Yeah, okay. I'm glad we don't have church folk up in here. I'm glad we got church, the people. So church folk, I don't know about them. Hard trust. Huh? Hard trust them, man. They, they, they'll grin in your face and be ready to kill you all at the same time. Yeah, no, we all know about them. Drama queens and witches and warlocks in the church. That's what they are. Jezebels in the church. Leading men to destruction. Pulling them out of church. Uh-huh. Jezebels. You know. If the child wasn't in here, I'd say it like a minute. Well, I'm going to be nice today because I understand my audience. No. You ain't got to do it. I understand my audience. I know when and when not to, but I will cut loose a cannon. Amen. I'll cut loose a cannon at the proper time. Look what happened. And he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, uh -huh, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. In other words, you want him dead, you kill him. Then they answered all the people. I'm going show you how stupid people are. In verse 25. It said, then, G then answered all the people, them church folk. Not just some of them. All of them, they said. His blood. Now, you talking about God's blood here. Be on who? Us and our children. They just damn not only themselves, but they damn their children too. Because Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Because they don't even know what they're doing. There'll come a time when they would kill you thinking that they're doing God a favor. Verse 26, please. Then release Barabbas unto them. Mm -hmm. And when he had scored Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Now watch this. Barabbas was a thief, a murderer, a criminal. Ain't that what we've been? Poor God. Ooh. Sound like we Barabbas. And Jesus was a ransom for us because Jesus took the place of the sinner, Barabbas. Amen? That's us. So the sinner turns loose, is free, and he goes, you know. But he don't realize really what Jesus all he realizes is that, okay, I got freed up. 
Now I can go back and do whatever it is that I want to do. You know, some of us do that. You know, we get saved, then we think that we can just go back and do what we want to do. But I'm going to tell you something right now. It's, that has ended. God is putting people in the grave. God is putting people on their sick bed. God is putting people in jail. Those that don't hear what's coming out of the word of the prophet, I'm telling you, God ain't playing with you no more. Now you can go home and do your little thing if you want to. You can forgive about God if you want to. But I'm declaring right now, he'll kill us just like he killed the others. He'll bring captive to us the way he brought captives to the others. He's not playing with us no more. Now, if you want to feel good message, you can't get it here. The only thing you can get here is the truth. And I'm telling you, God's tolerance is over. Why do you think so many people are being wiped out now? Why do you think so many natural disasters and floods and hurricanes and tornadoes and fires, you know, and, 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 and people with these AR-15s and everything, you know, Turn it loose. I'm going to withdraw my hand. I'm just going to let these folks see what's really going on. Oh, he ought not talk like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need some more of us that'll talk like me and tell you the truth about our crazy selves. Coming up in here trying to pimp God. God don't need no big swimming pool, no 32-room mansion, no, no, no doggone uh, uh, plane to run around in. God don't need that. Don't need it. That's man. Look what they did. They say his blood be on us and our children. They released Barabbas. They beat Jesus. Mm-hmm. Verse 27 said, Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. They stripped him. They put him on a scarlet robe. That's a red robe representing sin. He took on the sins of the world. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. <laughs> And they bowed the knee before him. See, they're playing with him. And they mocked him, saying, Hail, king of the Jews. Uh And they spit on him. And they struck him with a reed on his head. Mm -hmm. How many times y'all know that the devil is always trying to knock down the head? And the people in the church is helping the devil. Them same witches and warlocks and Jezebels and Ahabs, weaklings, who want to run some, but they ain't qualified. So what they do? I take my little ball and I'll go home. Well, that'll do. Because some look better going than coming. I don't like the way he talks. Well, they don't like the way the prophets talk. They never did. Read your Bible. You want somebody to stroke them demons in you. We don't stroke demons. We don't pet demons in people. We cast them out. Amen? <laughs> Verse 28 said it. Put that scarlet robe on it. And 29 says, and when they had platted a crown of thorns, ooh, crown of thorns represents sin. They put it upon his head. Mm-hmm. And a re- you know where sin come from? From your head. <laughs> Get out of your head. Come up out of there. Because your head will make you crazy. <laughs> yeah, won't it? If you, if you stay up in that head long enough, that head will have you crazy in a bat. They call it stir crazy. Get up out of there quick. Next verse. 
Get up out that head if you can get up out there real quick. Next verse, please. <laughs> and they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. Next verse. And after that, they had mocked him. They took the robe off him, put his own raiment back on, and led him away to crucify him. Next verse. <laughs> and as they came, here come, check this out. Here comes a relay, y'all. And as they came out, they found a man, Serene, Simon of Serene. Simon, by the name, him they compelled to bear his cross because Jesus was so tired from the beating and the way they had treated him that he couldn't carry his cross no more. We're talking about that relay. So what did they do? They brought in somebody else to help him to finish out getting that thing up there so that he could do the, finish the work. Amen? Amen. Y'all see what I'm talking about? That in life is a relay. And in life, you're going to go through some things where you're going to need somebody Amen. to help you fulfill what God has ordained in you. I can't do this by myself. You can't do it by yourself. This church cannot be ran by just one person. It takes all of us. Your life cannot just be ran by the man or the woman in the house. It's as a relay. Am I right about that? Have you ever had to go to your wife and say, baby, I need a couple of dollars? You know what I'm saying? Because right now, my, 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 my money is weak. And vice versa, she'll come to you. That's that relay, right? Ain't it good to have somebody to go to that will come when you need prayer, when you need love, when you need understanding? See, all of these things are relays to help us run this race. And we've got to take value in the relay. When you're watching basketball, what do they do? Relay. When you're watching football, what do they do? When you're watching anything, there's a relay in order to accomplish whatever it is that you're trying to, even in a movie. You've got to have a network to run this race. You can't do it by yourself. No man is an island unto himself. Exactly right. So church, when you leave here today, understand this, that God expects us to be of one body, of one mind. Look at this body. I want you to just scan your body. All the members of your body help, runs a relay with each other to accomplish the body functions. Am I right about that? Do they fight against it? If you find a body that's fighting against his body, then I'll show you a handicapped body. Huh? If your leg, your right leg go forward, but your left leg don't want to act right, it's fighting against you. It ain't running the relay, right? And the head is the one that gives the orders, the head being Christ Jesus. So when the mind says reach out and touch, that's a relay. When a mind says, a good leader knows how to lead and follow. A good leader, I said. And in leading and following, it doesn't feel intimidated by whichever position it's in. Because it knows who it is. The foot don't care what the hand is doing. Because the foot knows its job. <laughs> Mouth ain't trying to do what the eyes supposed to do. Eyes ain't trying to do what the nose supposed to do. You see, they all relay. They know what they're supposed to be doing when they're supposed to be doing it. The lungs ain't worried about what the heart doing. The lung is too busy trying to breathe and breathe, you know what I'm saying, so that the heart can't keep going. <laughs> see, see, it's got sense enough to know. The body has sense enough to know that if we don't work together, this body ain't going to work. Boy, I just threw something out there. Now, the Lord just threw something out there real strong. It don't take much for God. A little in God's hand is a lot. It don't take much for God. It don't, it don't take no big 
<laughs> it don't take no big church to do big things for God. Lord, <laughs> I don't care nothing about that. I keep telling y'all that. Mm-hmm. Them cameras, they reach the world. whole lot of people. I was down in Seneca last week. A couple times, back to back. They ain't gonna run me to death. <laughs> Shut up, man. I'm joking like to rub it in there. My bones was tired. Your bones ever just ate for being tired. They ran me to death. Just call. People on Facebook who done cussed me out, calling me, asking me for help. Ain't got no problem helping you. I'm mad enough to do that. Because that's what I'm ordained to do, help. That's what you're ordained to do, help. Not be a fool, but help. But what I'm trying to say is, is that in the running back and forth, people are constantly calling that you don't even know from the other side of the world wanting you to help them in their situations whether it's suicide or whatever. I had about four of them jokers. And some of them from across the water. But in a time of weakness, they needed somebody to help them run that relay. You see what I'm saying? See, mankind is a social animal, and what we have to do is we have to run, learn how to run this relay together. That's what's wrong with government. They don't know how to run the baton. That, that's what the problem is in the world today. They don't know how to run a baton. But if we could ever run a baton, see that dweller that's in the valley, and I'm closing, that dweller that's down there in the valley, that Amalek spirit, he don't want you to know how to run a baton. Because, see, that's how you wipe him out. You wipe him out by pulling together, joining together, and helping this thing build itself. You know, you build a, a house. You build a, I used to be in construction. We built big units, big. I'm, when I say big, I'm talking about conglomerate places. To see all the different types of contractors that it takes to get that building built. And ain't nobody worried about what the other one is doing because everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing. And when any kind of thing come up, they'll consort with one another. Okay, we don't need to put that in yet because we need to get this in there first. And then we'll do that, you see. That way you don't have to build and tear out, build and tear No, just build. And if you build right, like I always say, if you do right, God will make it right. Amen. Because on the road to right is all the good things that right has to offer. It's already on that road. But when you do wrong, you get all the things that wrong has to give you. Because that's how it's quantified. It's quantified by whichever road you take. The reward is there. Whether good, bad, or ugly, it's already If you go down the pathway of a peach, we have a peach orchard near us. If you go down that path, you're not going to find apples. You're going to find peaches at the proper time. So don't go looking for grapes. Don't go looking for, in all the wrong places, for, 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 for love. <laughs> Looking for love in all the room. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Look for love in the right place. The right place is from God. Because God is love. Amen? Amen? And God will hook you up with whatever relationship you need to be in so that you'll be all right in it. Because you got to be careful who you give your heart to. Because once you give your heart, that's like giving your keys away. You ain't in control no more. 
And I'm fooled from doing it. <laughs> you, 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 shut up, boy. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> shut up. I'm serious. You ain't in control no more. Now you at the mercy. Think it through, people, okay? Just think it through. Amen. Let's give God some praise in the house. Just give him praise. Amen. Come on out, baby doll. Thank you, man. It is. Life is a relay. It is indeed. It's, it's a relay. I tell you, God is a good guy. Y'all enjoy the word today. Amen. Because life is a relay. It, it really is. That means you get to have um, other people connected. It's just like running a race. You're going to reach a certain destination, and you have people in line to, to to get that baton and take you to the next place. So don't throw away your partners, amen, you know, because you got to have partners on this journey, amen. We're just thankful and grateful. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word, amen, 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 amen. We just praise God, and we just thank the Lord and I want to remind you as well also to uh, 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 make sure that we're hoping maybe first Sunday or second Sunday in April we'll be able to do the drawing. And those that has not yet contributed to the uh, uh, Power One ministry, we'd like for you to go ahead and contribute because as others have contributed when you were able to receive, uh, they too have not yet received. So we want to have you to continue to to make those contributions so we can have that drawing in, in April. And we just thank and praise God. <clears throat> we thank God for for the praise team and we just continue to bless the Lord and you're doing a fantastic job. And 